This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. I sure as hell did. Hope you had a good Monday. I did. And I'm going to be here with you for the next four hours. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm being joined by my main man, Cool Carlos Ortiz, holding it down in New York City. And we got a lot, and I mean a lot, to talk about. This is a crazy thing that they did. NFL free agency tampering period. The NFL, the NFL just, they own everything, I guess. We got a lot of dudes running around. Well, we could turn the music. It's a party, Carlos. Turn it back up. There we go. I like the ghetto boys. It's a whole damn party in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to the Raiders. Jawan Taylor is moving from the, the Jaguars to the Chiefs. We got movement. Tremaine Edmonds is no longer on the Bills. It's just... There's so much going on. We're going to recap it our best and try to go through it. And then there is some guy named Aaron Rodgers. We don't know where the hell this 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 guy is. But the New York Jets are, are running out of options. And so we're going to talk about it all, like I said, over the next four hours. If you want to holler at us here, it's very simple. We got a phone number. The bills are paid. The lines work. The number here is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can also find me. I am online. I'm on social media. I'm on the internet, all of that stuff, at JR Sport Brief. And if you follow me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all of that stuff, you will already know everything that we're going to discuss. Well, most of everything that we're going to discuss here over the next four hours. And then there's March Madness. How can I even... Uh, like not even forget about that in about 20 minutes from now we're going to have a conversation with Deshaun Tate who has joined us over the past several years he is a college basketball expert I know we got a lot of these people who sit around and they talk about this and they talk about that half of these people don't know what the hell they're saying Deshaun is a he watches everything I was going to say something else I don't know how derogatory it would have been Deshaun watches everything and so we'll have a conversation with him in about 20 minutes so we'll talk March Madness we're going to get into a lot of this this movement in the NFL as we get ready for the official opening of free agency this upcoming Wednesday people can start negotiating deals and agreeing to contracts that took place earlier today at noon and then there's the Aaron Rodgers guy. And then there's Lamar Jackson. And then there's the Jets. There's the Jimmy Garoppolo. This is like Christmas. Even, even here in Georgia, the Atlanta Falcons have decided to start spending a lot of money. 
they got Jesse Bates to come in to help the, the Hawks' defense. And they even got help up front. They stole a guy from the Saints. And so things are very, very busy right now. Before we move forward, before we do or say anything, it's a simple question. It's to my main man, Carlos Ortiz. Carlos, my man, how are you this evening? You doing good? JR, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Everything appears to be everything, man. Good. So did you kidnap Shep or did, did did I get rid of him or what happened? So I have no idea what happened. Well, Shep, I was hoping you could shed some light on that situation. All of a sudden he asked me a week ago, he's like, hey, you want to come in and cover me for two days? And I'm like, it's my man, my main man, JR. Of course I'm going to come yeah. in, but there was no explanation. Yeah, he was not. Shep was not kidnapped. Shep is perfectly fine. Uh, Shep will be back with us later this week, but always a pleasure, Carlos. So thank you so much. I guess to, to get things rolling here, there's there's so much, so much to talk about and so much to cover. Let's get this. Uh, let's let's go through a little bit of a of a of a recap. And by the way, I just recapped. I just sat down in the studio not too long ago, and I walk in and I see that the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, John Morant, is out indefinitely. This man doesn't need to be out indefinitely. He needs to be. Uh, out the rest of the season. The NBA is still investigating uh, everything that's happened with this man. And the Grizzlies and a bunch of guys I've never heard of, they beat the Mavericks 104-88. to There was no Kyrie, no Luka Doncic. That game just ended. I just got to the studio because I went to check out an ass-whooping that I left early. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves spanked the Hawks 136-115. to uh, the Timberwolves basically led by 20 points almost the entire damn game. And at halftime, I'm looking at the score. It was like, what was the score at halftime? I actually took a photo. It was 76 to 52. And I said, I'm getting out of here. I said, I'm not. What, what the hell am I sitting here watching this for? Quinn Snyder's been coaching the damn Hawks for two weeks. And it's like he, he's sitting on the bench like there's no hope. And uh, there probably isn't. It was an ugly basketball game. But anyway, speaking of ugly, find me an uglier personality in the NFL than Aaron Rodgers. This man is just holding everybody up because he hasn't made a choice. He hasn't made a decision. I assume Aaron Rodgers wants to make everybody wait. And as we heard, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to the Raiders. As we know, Derek Carr over the weekend introduced to the Saints. Aaron Rodgers is just, I don't know. He's sitting around in a hole somewhere. Is he back in the darkness? I don't have no damn clue. We got all this free agency movement, and Aaron Rodgers is just just hanging out. He ran into my main man, Brandon Marshall, over the weekend. A little, little short piece on the I Am Athlete podcast. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers was, was asked about understanding what's going on. And, of course, he didn't say anything. But Brandon Marshall was trying to get something out of him. And Aaron Rodgers understood. He at least verbalized it. He knows there's a time limit for him to make his decision. And we're still waiting. This is what Aaron Rodgers said about that. Hey, Rod. A little bit of chemistry here. What we doing, hey, Rod? Stay tuned. Stay tuned? How long we got to wait? Well, I think it won't be long. There's, there's 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 a time limit. There's a, there's a time limit. How long we got to wait? Uh, not long, not long. There's a time limit. So what's he, is he going to make his decision? Is he going to let the world know between now and 
And Wednesday, free agency, the start, is he he just making a New York Jets sweat? Trey Wingo goes on Twitter this afternoon, and Trey Wingo goes, oh, it's a done deal, basically. Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets is a done deal. And then you get these other, uh, you know, NFL Twitter guys, Ian Rappaport and, and Adam Schefter. Oh, it's not finished yet. And then you get New York Jets guys, uh, Garrett Wilson. Oh, man, now I can enjoy vacation. I'm happy. Sauce Gardner, these guys are happy. No word yet. And so if you're Aaron Rodgers and you need and you desire attention, what else is new? He playing everybody like a fiddle while he sits back and he relaxes and he chills. Good for the New York Jets. If they end up with Aaron Rodgers, hilarious. Go ahead, buy yourself a ticket to the circus. If the New York Jets don't end up with Aaron Rodgers, hilarious. The Jets are still a circus with no quarterback. And Zach Wilson is sitting around somewhere, I don't know, sucking his thumb. Oh, the New York Jets. Funny. It's going to be funny either way. Let's see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. And speaking of decisions, millions upon millions. Carlos, is that what The Rock used to say? Not millions upon millions. It was just millions and millions, right? For the millions and millions of Rocks fans or whatever ad lib he wanted to throw in there instead of Rocks fans. Okay. So it was just millions and millions. Okay. We got millions and millions of people all over America that are going to be contributing, I don't know, billions of dollars to, to, to fantasy pools and filling out brackets and trying to win money. People who have no idea about college basketball. People who have watched one damn college basketball game all season long. Or maybe if they were watching college basketball on a Saturday, maybe they were drunk. But it doesn't matter. Last night was Selection Sunday. Brackets were filled out. Decisions were made. Choices were made. And we even got the first four games that, that start tomorrow. Exciting, right? Used to be so simple. 64 teams and you even out the bracket and you select teams and you just say go number one seed all the way through and you switch it up here and there and boom, maybe you win something. I hope the selection committee is more judicial than the rest of America. I would, I would think they are. We know who the top seeded teams are. You got Purdue in the East. You got Houston in the Midwest region. You got Kansas holding down the West. And you you got Alabama in the South. And when I sit down and watch college basketball, I could care less about the teams. I don't have no allegiance. There are a couple of teams that I root for just out of happenstance, you know, regional, uh, uh, whatever you call it, uh, friends, family. Like I love... I love the Bulldogs because the Bulldogs are right down the road from me here in Athens. I love them. I got tons of, of friends and family in, in, in Virginia. And so I love, I mean, it depends. Not, not the Cavaliers, sorry, not the Cavs. I love the Spiders. I do. I love VCU. I mean, I'm sorry. They suck. I mean, we got an HBCU here. We got how we had Howard the Bison in here. 
They're going to get smashed. I'm sorry. My apologies. But I'm really looking forward to the prospects. And this is such a crazy time when you think about a lot of the stories here that March Madness is going to start off with. You want to talk about a story. Alabama's been in the news recently. You probably know about the news with Alabama. They got one of the best players in college ball. He's getting ready to go to the NBA. And it was only a few weeks ago that he was associated with a gentleman who was being charged basically with murder. And his name is Brandon Miller. He's not guilty. He didn't do anything. But he was certainly investigated for bringing someone a weapon. And last night, Greg Gumbel caught a lot of heat when he announced Alabama as the number one seed. And he brought up Brandon Miller. Take a listen to Greg Gumbel last night from CBS. 29 wins to set a school record. They sidestepped a situation involving criminal activity in which Brandon Miller was associated. He was not charged. They are here as the number one overall seed. And they will be in the first and second round games in Birmingham, Alabama on Thursday and Saturday. Yeah. I I don't know why Greg Gumbel caught heat. I mean, he's announcing... uh... He's announcing uh, brackets and and telling about team. What you mad at Greg Gumbel for? He was supposed to stop and tell the whole damn story about what happened. He sidestepped, uh, you know, a criminal issue. Yeah, somebody died. We know that. Unfortunately, Greg Gumbel is not sitting there, you know, trying to disseminate and share news at this point. And so Brandon Miller will be out there busting ass for Alabama. We know that. And the next thing you know, Brandon Miller will be in the NBA. And no one will give a damn about this unfortunate incident that has taken place. And hopefully justice is served. Alabama, one of the top-seeded teams. We know we got Purdue. We got Houston, Kansas. I love watching the players, the process. I could care less about the teams. I want to see what Zach Eady does with Purdue. Big Ten MVP champion right here. Purdue hasn't been to a Final Four in almost, damn it, 45? Well, yeah, 20 and 20. Man, that's about about 43 years. It's terrible. Purdue is number one trying to move on. What is Zach Eady going to do? Duke, Duke has won nine consecutive games. Kyle Filipowski. I remember watching Kyle Filipowski in like the the Boston, New England, New York, Northeast area, when Kyle was like 16 years old. He has a twin brother. He ain't as good as Kyle. And Kyle is like the seven-foot giant shooter, go down low. He does it all for Duke. It's pretty cool to see somebody at 16 and to see them develop into an NBA or potential. Well, he's not a potential, but he is an NBA prospect right now. John Shire has to love this dude his first year with Duke. Jarris Walker of Houston. I remember him. I remember watching him in the, the junior NBA. Now he's helping to hold it down for Houston. There are so many players that I'm very interested in watching. For me, I didn't fill out a bracket. I don't care. I just want to watch basketball. We got the first four tomorrow. I got to find these games on True TV just like everybody else. It's like, and stream it and stuff. Missouri State and Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. We got Pittsburgh versus Mississippi State. 
We got Farley Dickinson versus Texas Southern. Shout-outs to all my folks in Houston at TSU. I'm going to be watching that one. We got Nevada and Arizona State. And then we know the teams that, that we don't have. Sorry to uh, Jawan Howard. Maybe he can get into to slap boxing or slap fighting, whatever the hell that league is called, Dana White has. And then we don't have no North Carolina. Sorry. Sorry, Hubert. I mean, the best that we got out of you was was last year. We heard Baycott said, man, there was so much focus on last year. It's like, are we playing games right now? Does, does anybody care? And so we know the top-seeded teams, Alabama, Purdue, Houston, and Kansas. And uh, unlike Aaron Rodgers, Chris Reynolds, the committee chair, holding it down for the selection committee, uh, he said, listen, these are our four seeds, and this is how we came to judge them. What I will say is this, um, those teams at the top, they perform consistently uh, throughout the year. And so we considered about six or seven teams uh, at the top. But at the end of the day, um, those four teams um, were the teams we selected. Oh, good. Well, you selected just four teams. Well, thank you so much, Chris Reynolds. But I, I have another question for you. And this is what he said last night, not directly to me. How the hell did you come up with this? Were you guys sitting around with multiple brackets? Did you have this all settled before the games yesterday? This is what Chris Reynolds had to say about all of these damn outcomes. We had about four uh, brackets um, that we put together. Um, And so the committee did a great job of anticipating results. um, And we looked at the games that took place today. And so um, we had to take into account results one way or the other. And so we had to have brackets to prepare for all those things because, as you know, for example, the Big Ten championship game butts up to this show. Yep. And so if we don't have all those things prepared, then, um, then we'll find ourselves in trouble. Man, committees suck, don't they? Committees are terrible. And somehow, someway, we had a, a selection committee for the NCAA make a decision faster than Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I'm just here for the basketball. I'm not going to say I'm just here so I don't get fined. I I just want to watch basketball like everybody else, except for I I get paid to talk about it. So I can't I can't scream or yell about watching basketball is going to lower my workplace productivity. It's actually going to help. I'm looking forward to March Madness. I will be watching the first four. I will be watching the final four. I'll be watching as much as I can in between because it's fun. Why not? And fun is what we're all about here on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. We got so much more to come. We're going to get more in-depth into Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and his new home in Vegas. There's so much free agency movement. The Jets, what happens with Derek Carr? Austin Eckler says he wants out. We didn't even mention this. Jalen Ramsey is going to the Dolphins. It's been a busy weekend. It's been a busy Monday. We got you all covered. When we come back, we're going to talk to a college basketball expert. His name is Deshaun Tate. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Dana Carvey and David Spade here. You might know our podcast, Fly on the Wall. We decided to do a spinoff called Superfly, and it's fun. It's just two of us riffing on current events, pop culture. Maestro <laughs> is an Oscar-nominated movie Bradley yeah. Cooper's in. And I'm sure it's a perfect, quality, well-done movie, but it looks a little boring. 
Honestly, I fell asleep during the billboard. <laughs> Listen to and follow Superfly on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. This is a this is a mad time of the year. We got NFL free agency madness. The NBA is going mad towards the playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs will be upon us soon and then of course it is mainly mad because it is March. We know Selection Sunday took place last night, and we got so much to get into. We got the first four games that actually start tomorrow. We know who our top seeds are. We got a lot to do leading up until early April when everyone descends upon Houston, Texas for the Final Four. And to get a little bit, a whole lot more detailed as to what's going to take place between now and then, Over the course of this season, we're going to have a conversation, multiple conversations, with Deshaun Tate, who is a college basketball expert. You can find him online all over the place at Tate's Take Hoops. It's my main man, Deshaun Tate. Deshaun, how are you? I'm outstanding. Appreciate you, per usual, for uh, having me, JR. Man, listen, it's, it's, it's March, so needless to say, I'm ear to ear and super excited about uh about all the madness that's about to take place actually here within the next 24 hours or so. Don't forget about the first four. Out well, let's in get into it. We'll, we'll get into the first four. Let's start off with the, the first four seeded teams, Alabama, Purdue, Houston, and Kansas. What, what are your, your impressions? Are those the right teams? Were there any other teams that, that could have been in that spot or those spots? Yeah, I mean, you got you know a UCLA team that was – Really, really good. I think one thing that hurt them and prevented them from getting the number one seed down the home stretch probably was the loss in the Pac-12 conference tournament to uh, to, uh, to to Arizona. So that stung a little bit. But the other ones I think were you know spot on between Houston, Alabama, Kansas, Purdue. There are some concerns for each of those particular teams. Um, Kansas, what kind of effect does Bill Self's health condition and so forth? have on, on, on how things will go moving forward for them. Houston, who's down without an All-American uh, as well, and a starting point guard in Marcus Sasser, uh, and also having a lot of pressure on them because the Final Four is in Houston as well. Alabama, who I feel like everybody's just kind of waiting to see lose, almost more than Floyd Mayweather, it feels like these days. And then Purdue, everything is predicated off of one man, a big man who's about 7'4", Zach Eady, who I fully anticipate being the uh, the National Player of the Year. Deshaun Tate is here with us, college basketball expert. Those are the top teams. We got people all over the place who have filled out brackets. Maybe they're going to still try to get them in before, the, before the, uh, the first four, all types of office pools. What, what is the team? Well, who are the teams that people should be paying attention to that aren't getting as much attention as the top-seeded ones? I think in that one, you really got to start off with Gonzaga. Gonzaga's not the same Gonzaga team that we've been seeing over the last X amount of, uh, of years, who a lot of people anticipate going to make runs at a national championship and contend for that. But they're just kind of floating right now. Very, very sneaky. Uh, and, and what they got going right now, I think, is a perfect position or situation for them 
specifically. There are, you know, quite a few other ones, obviously, when you're talking about, um, you know, you know, Miami being a, a five seed who won the ACC conference tournament this, uh, I'm sorry, ACC regular season, uh, this year. And, you know, Jim Laranega, head coach, has been there before, obviously, and taking, you know, George Mason to the, uh, final four back in 2006 took Miami to its first ever, uh, Elite Eight on last year as well. There's going to be sprinkled in there some of these different, uh, uh, mid majors, but even on the West Coast. We haven't seen, it's been since, what, 1997. That was the Arizona team. We haven't seen a team come out of the Pac-12 that has won a national championship. Uh, so between them and UCLA having really strong teams, if there's a year that one of those, you know, teams out of that conference can, can get there and make a run and potentially cut down the nets, I would consider both of them to be a heavy favorite within about 16. Wow. So you, you Drew Timmy still, I mean, I feel like he's going to be playing college. How much more eligibility does he have? He going to be there forever? Yeah. Well, he's not the only one. They've got a little point guard who's not, who's not even close to being six foot out at the University of Virginia who was on that national championship team as a starter named Kihei Clark back in 2019. So he's not the only one. Even at Alabama, one of their starting point guards in Javon Quinterly, who feels like he's been there forever right. too. So we do talk a lot about, you know, a lot of these teams that are so heavily relied upon, you know, one-and-done players. But if you think about it, and I'm trying not to get long-winded, I hope that this helps the people out with filling out their bracket. Since Duke's run in 2015 with Jalil Okafor and Justice Winslow, Tyus Jones, all of the, there hasn't been another national champion that has relied upon as much uh, for their one-and-done type of players. Think about it. 2016, Villanova didn't have one. 17, I think there was only one for Carolina, Tony Bradley. In 18, Villanova didn't have one. In 19, Virginia didn't. Last time I checked in 2020, COVID didn't have one. In 21, Baylor didn't. And last year, Kansas didn't. So it seems like it's kind of paying off right now to be one of the older teams in college basketball if you're talking cutting down net. Deshaun Tate is here with us, the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know, I, I kind of ran through a few of the players that, that I'm real interested in seeing. I want to see how we talked about Alabama and, and everything surrounding them. You know, what is what is Brandon Miller going to look like the rest of the tournament? I think I have an idea. I've been watching Kyle Filipowski since he was 16 years old. You mentioned Zach Eady. Who are some of the other players in the tournament that we're going to hear about for a very long time, extended past college? Um, I think there's a possibility we could be hearing about Isaiah Wong, who is the ACC Conference Player of the Year uh, from Miami. He's one of those pieces. Keontae George uh, for for Baylor, uh, who is uh, in that South region this year, got a really tough matchup as a three seed. He's another one of those players as well. Um, uh, let me see here, going through a, a couple of these other ones. Um, you, you've, you've got a... Uh, you you you've got probably uh, if, if you're looking at Gonzaga even how about Julian Strother who is I think a junior now and has definitely taken some strides a lot of NBA you know scouts and so forth uh, really like the way that he plays kind of like that Draymond Green type of 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 uh, of, of of style uh, that's just you know, a couple of them, just to name a few. You've got some other ones out there for sure, but those are just a couple of them that come right off the top of my head. 
Well, Deshaun, when when we start getting into to Houston, I actually went to the Final Four. I think the last time in Houston was maybe 2011. I remember that vividly more than a decade ago. Who the hell is going this year? What, what do you think that looks like? <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I forgot to mention one more player there for a second, Grady Dick over at Kansas, who I anticipate being a lottery pick. But uh, as far as who's going to be there, uh, I, I feel really confident about Houston. I know, again, a lot of pressure and a lot predicated on the health status of, of Marcus Sasser. It's going to be really hard to not take Kansas in this thing. As of right now, and I always have to put this disclaimer out there to you, Jr. All of this could definitely be subject to change as long as it's all in before uh, Thursday at 12 noon when all this gets started. But it's going to be hard not taking Kansas as a front runner because it is Kansas and the defending national champ. Maybe the last defending national champ that we've seen since uh, Florida in 06, 07. So I'll take them out of the West. Uh, I think in the East is where we could potentially see Kansas State. That's a really, really loaded uh, region between Purdue and Duke and Tennessee, Kentucky, Michigan State, who's always scary around this time. Marquette won the Big East in the regular season conference tournament as well. Uh, so that's really hefty one right there. And then lastly, out of the South, I know a lot of people love Alabama. I like Arizona potentially to come out of that one. Uh, that, that That's kind of where I stand with it right now. So that's Arizona, uh, Kansas State, um, um, Kansas, uh, I'm really close to picking Gonzaga on that one, but then I'll take Houston as the last number one. Okay, you, you, you got me sweating. You started talking about Kansas repeating, and I'm going, damn, it's, it really has been that long. Uh, a yes, Joe Kim Noah, a Corey Brewer, an yeah, Al, Horford. Al Horford. Yeah, Al Horford is, is now NBA old, running around. And then you mentioned <laughs> Kansas. I'm, I'm hoping you know, they're they going to do it. They're going to beat the brakes off of Howard. Uh, in a, in a couple of days, who do you have winning it all on that Monday night? I still have Houston as my front runner. Again, all intensive purposes, depending on Marcus Sasser, and I know a lot of that pressure. But right now, it's just really tough to go against Houston, Kansas. And when people start asking me about the different things about Kansas, like what 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 flaws do they have? Because I see some flaws in a little bit of everybody, especially within those number one teams. I'm not sure that I see many flaws. In Kansas, they've got an experienced group. That's something you need for your bracket. They've got really good elite guards. That's something else you need. They've got a Hall of Fame coach. They go deep on the bench, experience all of these different things. Kansas just tends to stand in Kansas' way sometimes. They'll look like Kansas of last year where they'll beat up on some blue bloods in the Final Four. And then they look like the Kansas sometimes that, you know, like they did the other night, losing by over 20 points to Texas, lost previously in the, in, in the tournament. Uh, to uh, uh, like a Northern Iowa or to a Bucknell BCU, sometimes those Kansas teams tend to show up too. Right now, I got Houston as my front runner. Deshaun Tate, college basketball expert, here with us to to wrap things up. I want to get your quick opinions on two teams that we will not see. There's no North Carolina. There's no Michigan. What went wrong, and how do we see them back in, in just prominence next year? Yeah, I think Michigan was just young. Uh, got some youthful players, obviously got a really good coach in Jawan Howard and got some, some, some NBA potential on that roster between uh, Hunter Dickinson and then obviously the, uh, the son, uh, coach's son and Jet Howard. If those guys come back, they could be a really, really big play for that team. Um, but theirs is more so youth. North Carolina, listen, I'm still scratching my head. That's the million-dollar question. Uh, you know, when you start talking about North Carolina, I can't remember the last time we've seen a team, you know, make it to the – 
championship game the year before, turn around, bring four out of five starters back, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, find their way into being number one at the beginning of the season. Haven't seen them in the top 25 ever since and then missed the NCAA tournament. That's something that North Carolina did, did this year. I talked to head coach and uh, Hubert Davis at ACC Media Days and asked him about some of the pressure that he has on me. He says, we're North Carolina. We're used to having pressure in the bullseye on our back, that big mm-hmm. target. Uh, but I talked to our guys about being hungry and not just hungry, but I need them to be starving. This year they weren't even hungry. So they got – it's a lot of question marks. I think everybody's still trying to figure out something went wrong there. I'll let you know when I do find out exactly what that was. Yeah, it may be a whole eight months until we see. Deshaun, I appreciate <laughs> the time. Where can people follow you and keep up with you in between having you back here on the, on the show? Please and thank you. At Takes Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. Uh, Takes Take the podcast. Find it anywhere you find your favorite pod. Uh, we always tell people it is the uh, the best, the most entertaining, the most informational, and the most educational basketball content on the planet in the form of a podcast. So tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your baby mama where they find the best at, and that's no other place than Tate's Take. Well, thank you so much, Deshaun, for joining us. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. When we come back, you heard Deshaun talk about UNC. They ain't in. There are some some coaches that will be in. The phone lines are open as well, 855-212-4CBS. I'll take your calls. We'll talk about some of the, the coach movement in college basketball, and then we're going to get into some of this NFL free agency movement. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I'm at work doing security, man, and I listen to your show every night. Hey, man, I am new to your show, but I absolutely love it. It's awesome. This is the best sports talk radio show on the air for sure, bar none. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to get into the NFL at the top of the hour. So much going on. So much movement. But right now, yeah, we're still talking college hoops. I'm going to give a big thank you to college basketball expert Deshaun Tate for joining us last segment. You can go ahead and follow him. Tate's Take Hoops. T-A-T-E-S, Take Hoops. And you can follow that man. He is just, I don't know how he knows all of this about all these damn teams, but he does. This is what he follows all year round. He doesn't wait until March Madness. 855-212-4CBS. Alex is calling from Green Bay. You're on the JR Sport Reef Show. What's up, Alex? Hey, JR. I uh, appreciate you taking my call. So, um, I guess what I'm calling for is, one, I would, I'm kind of hoping that Marquette can make a run. I'm kind of thinking, you know, it could be maybe, you know, their year. I know Wisconsin fans kind of get let down every year, but, you know, maybe it's Marquette's year. And uh, I kind of also want to get get into maybe is is Kansas really a one seed? They got blown out by Texas twice. I, I kind of think they just were gifted that. I kind of think Marquette should have had that one seed, but I'm kind of interested in what, what you have to say on that. And is Kansas really worth that one seed? 
Well, that's that. I, I just asked Deshaun that question because he watches more intently than me. If there was going to be one questionable team, that's the one that he found. So right. I, I'd be telling you a whole lot of lies if I told you I sat down and watched all of it. I did see the Big East tournament. I did see Shaka Smart come out on top. And being a fan of, of Virginia and everything coming out of Virginia, I certainly remember Shaka Smart with VCU coming out on top. A matter of fact, I, I want you to hear Shaka Smart over the weekend just just talk about after beating uh, Xavier and then coming out on top, Shaka Smart talked about being back in Madison Square Garden, winning the Big East. This is what Shaka Smart had to say on his way in. Being in the garden, I mean, this is the, this is the best. Uh, I remember my first time being in here as an assistant coach and just being like a, a kid in a museum, you know, just walking around. Um, I'm a history guy, so just thinking about all the great players that have played here, all the great moments that have been here. Um, and I think for these guys, getting that experience, there's nothing like going and doing something together in a special place uh, and then having that in your pocket for the rest of your life. So uh, it, it's, it's an awesome group, and we just want to keep building. Hey, Alex, are, are you looking forward to Marquette probably smashing Vermont on Friday? Are you looking forward to that? You know, you know, I, oh, I'm i kind of a, a little iffy on it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous. You know, the, the 15 seed doesn't really beat the two seed, but, I've, you know, I've seen it, you know, and it's, it kind of makes me a little nervous. I know, I know Vermont can score. I know Marquette can score. And, you know, I, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a high scoring game. Marquette, they, they played a lot of close games and, you know, it, it, it could be either way, one basket here or there, you know, and I'm kind of nervous for it. Are, are you nervous about the, the Packers as well? Are you just nervous about everything? Is, is that like a pervading problem? You, you positive about anything, Alex? I am positive. Yes, I am. I, I think I think the Packers. You know, I I'm not too sure of what Jordan Love is, but I think it's it's time to let him shine. And okay. you know, if he if he is the man, you know, it, it's it's time for him to it's time for him to be the man. And if he's not the man, then it's time to get a new quarterback. Okay. And I, I think it's just time. Okay. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate you for calling from Green Bay. Take it easy on I Friday, okay? You. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, he's worried. He's like, damn, I'm I'm worried. I'm scared about Vermont. I think they'll take care of him. If they don't whoop that ass, call me up on Friday and tell me about it. We'll know. I think that, that game is uh, 245 Eastern time, Marquette and Vermont. Hey, Carlos, let me ask you this. Have, have you taken time to, to fill out a bracket? Do you really dive deep? into March Madness. So I did my first bracket of the season today. It'll be my one and only bracket because I haven't watched one lick of college basketball, JR. Okay. And when you said first bracket, I was I was that my next was like you you got one, two, three. Okay, so you only got one. I, I can't keep up with all these teams. You know, we got 60, 64 to sixty eight, you know, after the f- first four games, uh come out and declare a winner. That's too many teams and I Barely know like five, six of them. I got Houston winning it, but I'm probably a mush, so it's going to be like Arizona or Marquette or somebody like that. 
so what do you do? Do you just you just go by seed? You go one all the way through? Like, is there a method here? Or what are you doing? So I'm familiar with, you know, it's not like I'm completely novice to college basketball, JR, but I go either by chalk for the most part. So, like, right. I have three number ones. Um, but I'll pick every so often just a random higher seed to upset a uh, a top, a top seed or one. So, like, I have Iona going into Sweet 16, but because I'm biased. And this be, you because put Iona in why because of Rick Pati- because you're in New York because I'm a Gale I went to Iona oh JR. I didn't know that yeah not a lot of people do I don't really come out here with uh, Iona apparel but you know right. Patino's about to bail so I keep t- I was telling everybody <laughs> just give me two wins get me to the Sweet 16 then you can go to St John's you can go to Texas Tech you can go wherever you want just give me two wins and I'm good man have a nice career Rick Patino was asked about this over the weekend and. You know, his his answers and responses weren't all that encouraging about staying. That's because he's out. He knows he's out. Yeah. New Rochelle is nice. I, I used to live right there. It's a nice place. It's okay. Oh, damn. I lived on the other side. Sorry. Oh, you lived I, on the good side then? No, I, oh, I, I lived on the Hudson River. I didn't live on the, in the, what is that, the bay over there? I didn't live over there. I'm a Hudson River guy. But speaking of coaching changes, I know there are a lot of people, a lot of concerns about this, and Chris Beard is the new head coach of Ole Miss. I know he had his issues with the long, Longhorns. He had that the domestic dispute with his wife that was pretty much uh, kind of rescinded on her end, and now he's going to be coaching at Ole Miss. And then this news broke today as well, and I had to take a look at it because I'm like, so not only did I, I watch the Atlanta Hawks, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. I watched the Hawks on uh, Saturday night play the Celtics, and the Celtics just, it was a good game. But they the, the Celtics are an excellent team. Jason Tatum is even better when you watch the man in person. And the Hawks got beat from pillar to post. But then I saw Damon Stoudemire. Damon Stoudemire was right behind the bench, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Damon Stoudemire is uh, 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 assistant head coach here with the Boston Celtics, and he's going to be here in Georgia for a long time because now Damon Stoudemire, it's been announced, he is the new head coach for Georgia Tech, and so he's not going to have to go far. And at this point, it's kind of nuts to look at Damon Stoudemire and – He's been a coach now for the better part of like a decade. He's been coaching everywhere, assisting everywhere, back and forth with the Celtics. He was the head coach of Pacific, Arizona, Memphis. He's all over the place. Congratulations to Damon Stoudemire. We'll get him on the show soon. It's the JR Sport Reshow here on CBS Sports Radio. When we come back, we'll get into some NFL. Hey everybody, I'm Mark Shanowski, along with one of the NBA's most popular analysts, Stacey King. We're inviting you to join us on the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. So join us every week here in the Hot Sauce studios where we'll be talking about basketball, football, MMA, entertainment, and unique viewpoints from a group of sports experts having a few brews. That's right. Listen up on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. 